special edition of the Sean Show. My name is Curtis. I'm joined today by Josh and Jordan. So this is our Super Bowl special. It's uh, Sunday coming up. We are super excited about it. You've got a team that uh, I don't think anybody hates in the Bengals. You've got a team that, you know, has the storylines with Matt Stafford finally getting to, to the big game in a, a storied career. But, you know, with that in mind, we're going to jump into a little bit of a preview We'll start on the Bengals side, underdogs throughout the entire postseason and really this entire season. You know, they were number one pick two years ago with with Joe Burrow. They got a good one in there. They got another one this year in Jamar Chase. But even still, people thought that the rebuild had a couple more years to go before they were at this level. And now they're already here. They knock off the, the, the Raiders in the wild card round. They knock off the number one seed Titans. They knock off the modern day dynasty in the Mahomes Chiefs. And now they're here. So what's your initial takeaway from the Bengals? Yeah, like you said, they've been really gelling recently. They've got a good young core on offense. I mean, the oldest guys are on the line in Joe Mixon. And they've won seven straight games. They haven't lost in almost two months. Their last loss was in overtime against the 49ers. Since then, they've been dialed in. And like you said, they've been kind of underdogs. And a lot of people could have even picked them fourth in that division behind Cleveland Baltimore and Pittsburgh so it was a tough division but they've played with the chip on their shoulder the entire season and right now winners of seven straight they're the hottest team in the entire NFL right now in the last couple of weeks as well yeah I, I really like the play of Joe Burrow in these big time games it just seems like the bigger the game he plays the more he just excels um the only the only thing you probably could say is that this offensive line could be a little bit better in protecting him but as far as his play, he that hasn't, you know, affected him in the least. He still continued to go out here and ball for his team. Like you said, the Mahomes Chiefs, they were down by 18. Come back all the way from 18 down to knock off the Chiefs in overtime last week. Um, just really, that's just a sign of a great player. And Joe Burrow and the uh, receiving core, they got a really good young receiver core. And Jamar Chase, he's just been turning into like a number one receiver type player. You got T. Higgins. He's coming in as a number two over there. So these guys are really one of the most exciting young teams to watch in the NFL. And we're going to probably see a really good show come next Sunday when uh, the Rams and the Bengals go at it for the Super Bowl. Yeah, for sure. And, and for those of you who don't know, I'm super big into the draft. Like right now I'm currently watching all 22 film of a bunch of draft prospects and like preparing my big board, like Kuiper and McShay do. Like, I love that stuff. We're definitely going to have some draft episodes coming up where I get to like share that love. But going back to last April, the Bengals had the opportunity to pick Penasul and nobody thought he was going to be there at that pick. Their offensive line was terrible. And instead they made the decision to add another weapon, to add a weapon that Joe Burrow was familiar with and was unequivocally the best wide receiver prospect we've seen in a long time, probably going back to Julio. Like, I really don't think in that time there have been a lot of good wide receivers, but I don't think there's been one coming out of college that was like, yeah, that guy, except for Julio. And I questioned it at the time. I thought it was a dumb move. And uh, I've really been proven wrong. So, you know, look forward to all those draft episodes where I'm completely wrong. But <laughs> getting back to the Super Bowl, you know, this wide receiver core is, is almost unstoppable. If you can get Jamar Chase one-on-one, -on -one, he's winning 90% of the time. You get T. Higgins one-on-one, -on -one and he's winning a bunch. You've got the old guy 
old in quotation marks there in in Tyler Boyd who's a really really good receiver in his own right and, and can get open uh Uzoma the tight end is is he's coming back from injury potentially they don't know if he's going to be 100 percent, but I mean the weapons that they put next to Joe Burrow are insane that's you know that's just receiving Joe Mixon's great too but like you said the key to this game is going to be the Bengals offensive line they gave up 10 sacks to the Titans and if the Titans had a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill, they'd probably win that game. If Derrick Henry's at 100% and not coming off of an injury, they probably win that game. So if you can keep Joe Burrow upright and you can keep him feeding the ball to all those insane weapons, you've got a good chance. Right, and you mentioned those first two games they played in the playoffs were about the same score around 2016 mark, and the guy that won them those two games was Evan McPherson, their kicker. He's been an absolute baller. He's been cold-blooded. He, what did he say a couple of weeks ago? I guess we're going to Kansas City before he walks out and drills the kick in cold blood. He's been a real factor. He hasn't missed in the playoffs this season, knock on wood. But if he can continue to do what he's doing, he can hit. Once they get across the 50, they're basically in his range. And he's really a huge reason that they're still in the playoffs, getting them through those first two games. And then he was also huge last week against the Chiefs. So I think he's another key to the game. If he can keep it up, their kicking game is unmatched by the Rams. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And like you said, Curtis, I believe this this offensive line, this is going to be a big test because right. they've been tested all throughout the postseason. And somehow, some way, they find a way to, to get the win. But this this is the final exam right here. Yeah. <laughs> This is going to be it because you got Aaron Donald, you got Leonard Floyd, you got Justin Hollins, you got all those guys for the Rams, and they get to the ball, the ball carrier, they get to the quarterback and reckless abandon, and they don't care. So I just, I'm looking forward to see how they're going to contain those guys on the defensive line and the linebacker core for the Rams to keep Joe Burrow from keeping his jersey clean um, the whole entire Super Bowl. I also I'm looking forward to that um, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Jamar Chase potential showcase because everybody's been talking about it. We all know we're going to see that one on one matchup. Who's going to win? We're going to find out. Yeah, you mentioned those three guys on the defensive line that are all really good. And you didn't even mention Von Miller. So that just goes to show you what that Cincinnati's offensive line is up against. The other three off defensive lines they faced in the playoffs, not even as good combined as this Rams defensive line. So if there's a team that's going to finally expose that and really show why they should have drafted Sidwall, not saying they should have, but they're up for a real challenge. And if they can hold on one game, they have a chance. But like you said, this is almost impossible challenge. Yeah, this almost reminds me of, of Mahomes from last year where his offensive line was terrible. Jason right. Pierre-Paul and Adamican Sue and, and those guys – Vita Vea wrecked havoc on the Chiefs offensive line and pretty much I mean you can't take away from Brady you can't take away from what that offense did it was unstoppable too but that Buccaneers defense made that game impossible Mahomes had to pull magic out of his ass all the time <laughs> just to keep him competitive and I think you're going to get a, a similar game here where you're going to have the best defensive lineman one of the best players in the NFL, if not the best in Aaron Donald, is just going to be chasing around Joe Burrow like a, like a dog chasing a rabbit. Like, it's going to be bad. Um, 
Uh, my hope is that the Bengals' offensive line can hold up at least a little bit. Like I, I I'm a Steelers fan in in total, you know, just coming out with it. But I still want the Bengals to win. Like I love this team. I love the attitude. I love how fun they are. You know, they're they're entertaining to watch. Their defense is is good. Their defense is entertaining. Jamar Chase is amazing, and Joe Shiesty is the best personality in the NFL right now. Well, yeah, I, th- I think that, too. I, I feel like it's just the swagger he has. He's not going to let anything, uh, like, affect him in the least. He's going to come out there. He's going to continue to fight for his team. And, you know, you see him. He had the chain on. Yes, yeah, sir. He had on the uh, Cartier glasses. Yeah. You know, he. you don't see quarterbacks like that. You see him dressed like not with that much confidence and that much swagger. So that's what I'm looking forward to as well. I'm looking forward to this matchup with – him and uh, Matthew Stafford. I think it's going to be um, one of the premier Super Bowl matchups as far as quarterbacks go in a really long time. Yeah, and I, like you said, he had the chains on earlier. You saw the reporter ask him if they were fake. He said, I would make way too much money for these to be fake. He's got the iced out chains, the glasses, like you said. Have we ever seen a quarterback with the media personality and as much swagger as Joe Burrow? I don't. I can't remember it. Joe Namath. Most of the time, it's it's been yeah. Since Joe Namath, it's been Tom Brady, and you know how they are. They're he's not going to say anything crazy. And think of the last one: Eli Manning, Nick Foles, Peyton Manning. I mean, nobody like Joe Scheiss. No, the furthest one out there was like Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, he's very Rogers. conservative <laughs> and like he's not doing anything crazy. And that's not to say that what Joe Burrow is doing is crazy, but it's entertaining. It's yeah. fun. It's it's cool to be, you know, the cigars and the the chains right. and the glasses and the turtlenecks and all that. Like, it's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's fun to cheer for that guy and that team. But getting back to X's and O's here a little bit, um, you mentioned it earlier, Jalen Ramsey versus Jamar Chase. And if Cincinnati's offensive line can keep Joe Burrow upright, that's the matchup. I think you start at the offensive line versus Aaron Donald, and then you move to Jamar Chase versus Jalen Ramsey, simply because the the Bengals love to run a scheme where they'll do three by one. So what that means is they'll have three receiving targets to one side of the quarterback and one receiving target on the other side, and that one receiving target on the other side is always Jamar Chase. And Jamar Chase is so fluid and so good at beating press coverage that he'll get around most cornerbacks. Jalen Ramsey is not most quarterback or cornerbacks. He is the cornerback. He's the best in the game. And so if he can prevent that, the Bengals have to redirect and change their offense. So, like, you know, matchup number one, Aaron Donald versus whatever bum they've got out there at center. And then Jamar Chase versus Jalen Ramsey is is matchup number two. So we'll see where that goes, but I, I think – you know, you could get the MVP of this game out of that matchup. Is If Jamar can have a good game, he might be MVP. If Jalen Ramsey comes up with two picks or a couple deflections and some game-changing plays, he could be the MVP too. So I think that's that's one to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, I heard that. They said if Jalen Ramsey got a pick and held Jamar Chase to under 50 receiving yards, few targets, that he could lock up the MVP in a way that we haven't seen a corner do in a long time. Although I think maybe Malcolm Butler should have won that MVP the last time, but if he can shut down Jamar Chase and granted the Rams don't typically isolate Jalen Ramsey to just one receiver. They typically keep him on a side. 
And I think that the Bengals will go on the opposite side, but if he can lock them down, then he definitely has an outside chance to get MVP for sure. If you're looking at the prop bets and all that. And you got to look at it too. Um, postseason wise, this hasn't really been the best postseason for Jalen Ramsey. I mean, we got to right. look at all the games he's played in. He gave up that, that huge touchdown in the divisional round versus the Buccaneers. Mike Evans, he was guarded one-on-one with him, and Mike Evans got that long touchdown to get the Buccaneers within uh, nearly completing that comeback. Um, Tom Brady so threw his last touchdown on him. Yeah, yeah. and and <laughs> it, and it's, it's really – I know Jalen Ramsey has been eating at him. All these plays he's been giving up, even big plays, and not, not even touchdowns, but big plays in general, first down plays, big chunk plays. I know he's motivated to get out here and in, in the Super Bowl and to show Jamar Chase why I think you're gonna probably see a version of 2017 Jalen Ramsey when he was with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That that's the kind of Jalen Ramsey you need come Super Bowl Sunday if you're a Rams fan. If you can get that Jalen Ramsey, it's gonna be an interesting matchup. If you can get him going out there talking like he usually used to do, getting in Jamar Chase's head. You're going to see something. We're going to see how Jamar Chase handles that adversity. But I'm I'm eager to see him come back from these not-so-poor, not-so-great performances he's had these last couple of games leading to the Super Bowl. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's a good turning point. Let's uh, switch sides of the ball. Cooper Cup, you know, you've got Matt Stafford, who longtime Detroit Lions quarterback, who's finally, finally, finally had some success in the postseason, gets to the Super Bowl. He's got Cooper Cup. He's got some other weapons. He's got OBJ. Like he's got some some things cooking. His offensive line is leaps and bounds ahead of of the Bengals. It's not the best in the NFL, but it's still pretty solid. He's got a good running game with with a couple of their guys back there. So. What are you guys looking at from the Rams offense going into this game? Yeah, man. Like you said, the Rams offense is just stacked with weapons. I mean, they got Henderson in the backfield, a couple other mid-level backs. They kind of run a little rotation, but OBJ on one side, Cooper Cup on the other side, which Cooper Cup this season has been incredible, something we haven't seen since Calvin Johnson, even though they play nothing alike. He's like Julian Edelman and Wes Welker on steroids, but their weapons, and I think Higby's out this game, right? So it's those two guys, and Stafford's a gunslinger. He can get the ball to him. Their offense is potent. We've got two potent offenses, and they have a better offensive line, like you said. I really don't think the Bengals are going to be able to slow them down too much. I think the Bengals are going to be forced to keep up. And I, I just like the play of um, Matthew Stafford. Like you said, yeah. it's been 13 years. He has never even sniffed even a divisional round, let alone an NFC championship game or AFC championship game. Now he's finally broken through the ceiling. He's had a pretty good resume going into the Super Bowl as well. Beat Kyler Murray, beat Tom Brady, and beat Jimmy Garoppolo, even though, I, in my opinion, I don't believe the 49ers should have even been in the NFC championship game. But that's a whole other conversation <laughs> for another day. But nevertheless, three really good teams they beat. Three really good quarterback, well, two really good quarterbacks they've beaten. And, you know, Matthew Stafford, I feel like, you know, he's finally got his opportunity. Let's see what he can do in the big game with the lights all on him. Let's see what he can do about getting his weapons involved. Cooper Cup, you guys mentioned Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, amazing. Yep. In the conversation for the best NFL, uh, 
best wide receiver in the NFL. OBJ, finally, he's get gotten over the, the hump, being in Cleveland, having Baker Mayfield at his quarterback, finally having over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown last week. I'm eager to see these guys and see what they can do. I'm eager to see if this offensive line can hold up against this Bengals defensive line who gave Patrick Mahomes a run for their, their money last week. So I'm eager to see what happens going into the Super Bowl. A lot of things on their side of the ball that I'm eager to watch. Cam Akers, they finally got him back from that Achilles injury, and it seems like the running attack's gotten a lot better with him back in the lineup. So it, it, it kind of looks like a mirroring of both sides. They both got every both the Bengals and the Rams have similar offenses and similar playmakers on every aspect of their offense. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, I want to go back and, and highlight something that you said there earlier in OBJ finally breaking out. You know, I was I was I'm a Steelers fan, so I watch the Browns pretty closely because I really don't like them. Um <laughs> When they traded for OBJ and they went all in on this Baker Mayfield, Miles Garrett kind of generation, if you want to call it that, it scared me because they had Jarvis Landry already. They're bringing in a super talented OBJ, and it never worked. And the things that were coming out was like, oh, he's a diva. He wants the ball, and he's not getting it enough. And, you know, he's an asshole. And, and just it's it's always on OBJ. It's always OBJ's fault. And the second he left Cleveland, he became a two, maybe a three. Van Jefferson's great. Robert Woods gets back and is healthy. He's great. And you haven't heard a peep. You haven't heard a complaint. You haven't heard one thing of, hey, I need the ball more. He's just done his job and done it extraordinarily well. And I think that's my matchup on this side of the ball is him versus whoever. Because you've got to put your best corner and a safety on Cooper Cup to reel him in. It's kind of the same with Jamar Chase, right? But whoever you have to go up and, and face OBJ, good luck to him because right. he's hard to stop. Right. And, and so that's on this side of the ball, watch out for, for number three running up and down the sidelines and, and doing some crazy good things in, in his first Super Bowl. Tonight, so, Yeah, and – Jordan kind of mentioned it too. Like their big three of Cooper Cup, OBJ, and Stafford, they've all kind of had not similar but very unique stories in the fact that Cooper Cup almost didn't even make it through college football, kind of sat behind Robert Woods and they had some other guys for a couple of years and then just has exploded out of nowhere in what nobody I don't think could have seen coming in his production this year. OBJ and Stafford have actually had kind of similar careers. They've been great at times for their team. Stafford's been more consistent, I think, in his career than OBJ, but they both haven't had a lot of playoff success, haven't won a lot of games, and then they're reunited here, and they're just a great duo. I bet they work very hard in the locker room. They've got a great dynamic, and it's just cool to see this Super Bowl, really. It's cool to see a lot of these stories come together, and it's really refreshing from what we've seen the past decade, really, for me. And I am I hate to be that guy, but it seemed like these last – I can't probably about five or six years. It was either it was either Brady or Mahomes, and we got we got sick of seeing those two. I was gonna say that's about it. <laughs> Every and I don't know, like okay, yeah, some of the fan bases may not agree with what we say, but we we as people who don't like them, like don't like the fan bases, we didn't want to see Brady again. 
You know, we didn't want to see Mahomes make it. We didn't want to see a rematch from last year. I just didn't want to see another Jackson Mahomes TikTok. Yeah. So, so I'm personally glad these are two first-timers in the Super Bowl, and I feel like it's going to hurt one of these quarterbacks because Joe Burrow, second year, already in the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford, you don't get a lot of chances in the Super Bowl. You don't. This man, this is his first Super Bowl in 13 years. This could be it. So I'm eager to see how it's going to play out with the quarterbacks and how they're going to try to lead their teams. But to go back to what you're saying, Curtis, about who's going to be guarding who, if Eli Apple is guarding Cooper Cup or OBJ or or whoever, it's going to be – they're going to probably get – if they win, they're going to get the MVP because Eli Apple can't guard nothing. He can't guard a thing. This man can't stop a nosebleed. This man is horrible. He dropped a pick. He dropped a potential pick six in the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. You think he can guard OBJ? You think he can guard, you know, Cooper Cup? They going if they don't have over 150 yards, whoever is guarding, I'm just telling you right now, it's gonna be bad for Eli Apple. They're gonna end up taking the man out. That's just how horrible he is. Yeah, they're gonna have to. Um... Because it's it, it's it could really get out of hand, and you said it. One of you said it earlier. I think it was you, Josh. That this could be a repeat of the Patriots Eagles Super Bowl, where you've got two really really solid offenses, and they're both just trading shots back and yeah. forth, and like that's exciting to me. That's that Super Bowl is more memorable for a lot of different reasons, but more memorable than probably the past 10 and if we get anywhere close to that level it's going to be awesome you know and and i think we've got the the potential to get it here i think you've got two really solid offenses you've got one that's got a struggling offensive line if they can hold it together who knows you've got two solid defenses that that have weapons that have the ability to to stop the ball but aren't elite if you will they have elite position groups the rams defensive line i put up with anybody in the nfl you know but they both have weaknesses and they both have have things that can be exploited which is really really fun and really going to be enjoyable with that said what are we uh, thinking for predictions boys we'll start with you josh yeah and i just want to touch on that eagles patriots super bowl that was awesome for me i'm an eagles fan if everybody doesn't know and a lot of similarities to that, like you said, but I think it's going to follow that sort of script and it's going to be score, score, score. I think the Rams probably, I think the Rams and they're very similarly matched up, but I think the Rams defensive edge is just slightly more and even maybe more than a little slightly more. And I think let's say 34, 31 Rams. I think it's going to be high score. And I think it's going to be close, but I think it's going to be a hell of a game. You took my score, Josh, but <laughs> <laughs> but I, I totally agree. This is one of the most anticipated, for me personally, this is one of the most anticipated matchups in a long time in the Super Bowl. Um, I just, I'm like you, Curtis. I want it to be back and forth, but I like a good defensive game as well. But I really do like a lot of offenses going back and forth. Um, since he said 34-31, I'm going to go up a little bit more. I'm going to say 37-34. Uh, I'm going to go Bengals. 
I, I, McPherson has just been cold-blooded this whole postseason. I feel like he's going to get another opportunity to kick another game winner, and this time it's going to be for the Super Bowl championship. And Houdé um, is going to be partying all throughout Cincinnati. So I, I say Bengals. In my heart, I want it to be the Bengals. I love that team. I love Joe Shicey. I love, you know, that sort of thing. And, Do it. you know, we haven't <laughs> mentioned it yet, but Joe Burrow, if you go back and you look at his career, he started at Ohio State, moved to LSU, lit it up at LSU. But you go back to the end of his time at LSU, starting in the SEC championship game his senior year, He's 6-0 and in elimination games. In those games, he averages 417 yards passing, <laughs> has 29 touchdowns to one interception. And that interception happened last week, and it was kind of a didn't-really-matter thing. Yeah. I don't bet against guys like that. There's a reason I, in hockey I don't ever bet against Sidney Crosby. There's a reason in in football I never bet against Tom Brady. You don't bet against guys that when the pressure's on them, they come back. And I don't know that Matt Stafford has that. I don't know that he has enough in him from his years in, in Detroit to, to really put it on in a game like this. And I worry that the moment might be a bit too much for him. Um I know Joe Burrow's a heck of a lot younger, and a lot of people are like, oh, the big lights in the – Joe Burrow has never once been mysticized by the NFL or any of the lights, cameras, any of that. He doesn't care. He embraces it. He loves it. With that being said, I think it's going to be super high scoring. I'm going to go 42-38 Bengals. Yeah, that one game, you mentioned his stats in elimination games. That one game against Clemson, I think it was Clemson's that first round of senior year, he had seven touchdowns at halftime mm -hmm. in the college oh, football playoff. That and was then they took him out. It yeah, was Oklahoma, Oklahoma, right. Yeah. That was against who? Jalen Hurts that year? Yep. Yep. That was that year, yeah. He I mean, they I don't think he threw a touchdown in the second half. They benched him. Like he could have had a lot more touchdowns than that. Seven in the first half. He's like that. And no, the moment's not too big for him. All he knows is to win in those moments. And and you bring up that that stat line from back when he was with LSU. Uh, before that year, they went to the national championship. You got to go back to 2018. And they've been talking about it on social media a lot. But they said that Joe Burrow hasn't been the same since he got lit up in that blind side. UCF. And you got to start to put two and two together. You got to think maybe there is some coincidence. Maybe – that maybe that defensive tackle knocked some sense into this man and he can he's about to be the next big thing come you know for years to come and it might be some truth to that because this man just has not folded since he got lit up i don't know how hard that man hit him but <laughs> he he can't, i don't know if a whole personality changed or what but he is definitely I don't know this Joe Burrow. Like I, <laughs> I don't. He put the shiesty in Joe. They're calling him Joe Shiesty now, and adding the Joe Burr at the end. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's, you love to see it though, and I'm and I'm eager to see what he does, and I'm eager to see what Matthew Stafford does. I'm 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 just all overall excited to see the Super Bowl, and I can't wait come Sunday night. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun one. And before we get out of here, last thing I wanted to hit on. Um, 
What do you think this does for both quarterbacks' legacies? I know you're only two years into Joe Burrow. You're 13 years into Matt Stafford. Let's focus Matt Stafford specifically, because I think Joe Burrow will be in more Super Bowls. I think Joe Burrow, even if he loses this one, he'll have other opportunities. Is Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer without winning this game? I don't think so. I think I think he has to win this game to be a Hall of Famer, and I think he has to win this game for generations that didn't really pay attention to him like that to even remember who he was. If he doesn't win this game 15 years from now, you mentioned Matthew Stafford. Our kids won't even know who that is, but he wins this game. Johnson's quarterback. Exactly. Right. So he needs this win way more than Joe Burrow does. And his, I don't want to say his entire legacy is writing on this game, but I don't know that he has many Super Bowl runs left in him. I know the NFC might be a little weaker, but I think Matthew Stafford's pretty much entire legacy is riding on this moment. I do I do agree with one part. I do agree with one part you're talking about, Josh, and that's with him not having many more opportunities at a Super Bowl. Now, I do disagree with what you say about him not being a Hall of Famer because I still think he will make this, the Hall of Fame even without it generally because he's been a pretty productive quarterback throughout his whole entire 13 years in the league. Like Curtis just said, he had Megatron. He put up monster numbers with Megatron was his wide receiver, his go-to receiver. Granted, yeah, Detroit didn't really have a lot of winning seasons when he was there, but he was always still a pretty good productive quarterback when he was with Detroit. And even this year with the Rams, he's been very productive. So I don't think that he won't, your production throughout the years and the more that his accolades continue to roll on, you can't just take that, this Super Bowl loss and keep him from being in the Hall of Fame. I still right. But his production numbers-wise, at least, and wins-wise, is equated to almost exactly what we've seen out of Kirk Cousins his first eight years in the league. Kirk Cousins has thrown for 5,000 yards twice already. I don't think Kirk Cousins is close to count to him. He just puts up stats, so – I don't know. I think a championship would really separate that. Yeah, I think for sure. I think it does. I'm with you, Jordan. I think he's in regardless, but I think he's in as one of the forgotten guys. There are every year there are people put in the pro or in the pro football hall of fame. You go, who is that? They didn't make it in their first ballot. They didn't make it, you know, right away. Like the Peyton Mannings and, and, you know, the Troy Palomalos of the world. I mean, Matt Stafford will be retired for years and years and years before he gets in. And it might be my grandkids who go to his pro football <laughs> induction. And, and at that point, it's like, oh, yeah, he was Megatron's quarterback. With a championship, I think it changes that immediately. I think he gets in first ballot. They look at the numbers and they look at the playoff success differently because right now he's got a 500 record. All three of those wins came this year so it's like if i were a voter i'd put him in but i know how the committee votes and i, I think without this win i think maybe not not for a while anyways but with that i think we go ahead we wrap it up um keep an eye on socials we've got some cool things coming out like i said i've been doing a lot of draft research and watching film and getting stuff up today was the first day of spring practice for the football team so We've got that on the horizon. Baseball season's right around the corner. Tournament time for the basketball. 
you know, we've got a lot, a lot, a lot. <clears throat> Speaking of draft, um, we're hoping to be at the pro day for these guys. So we'll have some, some knowledge for you there, what these guys test, what's the program's outlook in terms of getting some more pro shots. They've got this really cool little wall in the, the Norman building that's got the picture of all the professional football playing shots. And, you know, it's a little thin right now, and uh, I'd love to add a couple names to it. I know we're going to add at least one in Isaiah Likely. We're hoping to get two and three and four more with Spillum and, you know, Teddy and Silas. And there's some other guys. DJ. DJ and, and Hiley and, and Gunter. And there's all these guys that you could really, really have – <laughs> a cool moment where you've got five or six guys going up on that board at once when the list right now is like eight guys total. So that would be really, really cool to see. So keep an eye out for that. But for Josh and Jordan, I'm going to go ahead and sign us off. Follow us on Twitter at the shot show on Instagram at shot show. Hit us up with questions, ideas. You know, we've got a couple of, of new shows coming out soon. So keep an eye out for those as well. But with that being said, shots up. <laughs>